0: Dementia Researcher, with a blog and a rating. Dementia care over the last 25 years, from there is nothing we can do to a range of interventions. When I first embarked on my clinical career, there was a general feeling that should a person have a diagnosis of dementia, then there was very little we could do to support their communication at all. At the time I trained as a speech and language therapist, I'm revealing my age now, between 1998 and 2002, our lectures focused on rehabilitation for stroke-related aphasia and cognitive disorders related to right hemisphere stroke. Dementia didn't really feature... Yet people with dementia and their families are not experts in communication and it seems unrealistic to expect them to just get on with things without some kind of support and guidance. I have often met people with dementia or their families after their diagnosis, be it months or years, and they report that they were advised, there is nothing we can do, in the words of one of my patients, or We were just abandoned, in the words of one of the wives of one of my patients. It is not uncommon that people receive their diagnosis of dementia and are then left to get on with their lives with little guidance unless things go wrong. Thankfully, things are changing. Since the late 90s, there's been a plethora of research evidence demonstrating the effectiveness of non-pharmacological interventions such as speech and language therapy, for people with dementia, and excitingly this literature demonstrates that there is so much we can do. Nevertheless, this research remains quite young and there are only a few systematic reviews describing the effectiveness of these interventions. Systematic reviews bring together lots of research studies on the same subject and combine and compare studies to give more power to the outcomes of the research. Basically adding together the results of different studies that do similar things or the same thing to make the numbers bigger and therefore stronger. Systematic reviews are a really useful way of getting together all the research we have to show the progress in an area. In the last few years, there has now been enough research done to allow for these types of systematic reviews. Here is a bit of an overview of some of these areas. First of all, Cognitive Stimulation Therapy or CST. CST is a psychological intervention typically delivered over 12 weeks, twice a week, in a group. Individual CST programs have also been developed now. These are usually delivered by a psychologist, occupational therapist, a nurse or a speech-language and language therapist. The activities and discussions focus on areas including orientation, singing exploring objects and playing word games. A systematic review in 2013 by Aguerre et al. found 94 studies, 15 of which were randomised controlled studies, where people are randomly assigned to have CST or something else, and then results are compared. This is considered the gold standard to rigorous research. The research showed a consistent benefit to cognitive function that was maintained a few months after having had the therapy. Next, I'm going to talk about exercise for dementia. A review published in 2015 by Forbes et al. examined the effectiveness of exercise for people with dementia and identified 17 trials. They found the exercise described was really different across all studies in terms of how much, how often, and what was actually done. This, amongst other things, meant it was quite difficult to compare the studies. What they did find, however, was that people who participated in exercise were more able to complete their activities of daily living, like dressing, washing, and preparing their meals and so forth. Education for carers. Education is quite a broad term but it's incredibly valuable. In 2017 Dickinson et al found 31 other systematic reviews which they then reviewed on the topic of psychosocial support for carers. They found these interventions were all quite different but had in common education and a therapeutic component and were often delivered as part of or in combination with a support group. Results demonstrated a really positive impact on the well-being of both carers and people living with dementia and even supported people to live home, at home, for longer. This is an incredibly powerful result. Word practice. Often people with dementia experience difficulties thinking of words. For some, this can be one of the main difficulties in 2013, a systematic review by Carteri Goulart et al. identified 31 papers on doing word or language exercises to help maintain words for people with dementia, specifically primary progressive aphasia, which is the language-led dementia. In 2014, Jocko et al. wrote a review of this literature and summarised the factors that contributed to success when practising named These naming of words such as linking words to word meanings or linking words to word sounds depending on what was the difficulty for the individual. Day-to-day communication in real life. In reality people need to communicate with their loved ones, with their friends and at the shops and in the community. They and their families often come to speech and language therapy asking for advice on how to have a conversation or how to read a recipe for example a more recent review by Volkmer et al. in 2020 summarises 19 studies focusing on exactly these real-life functional communication skills and therapy approaches that can help. These studies had in common that they all worked on refining strategies people were already using and included the use of a communication partner, usually a spouse or family member, in the actual therapy. When people ask me about what we can do for people with dementia, I now talk about a toolbox or a buffet or a plethora plethora of options that we have that are all underpinned by research evidence. I also emphasise, however, that one size doesn't fit everyone and that the most important bits of working with people with dementia and their families is probably sitting down and listening to what they need. Evidence based practice is based on what the research says, our clinical knowledge as experienced therapists who've been doing this for years, and what the person actually wants and needs. In other words, there is a, a range of interventions at our fingertips. We just need to work out with the person and their family members what actually suits them. Thank you for listening. Join the Dementia Research Bloggers and share your own views.